Praise the Lord. Wow. Wow. Well, I had a blast yesterday. Uh, and I know Trina had a blast this morning. She's like having, she was like, we, we decided we was going to change the name of our church to St. Trina's. St. Trina's. Put a statue up there and you could come and kiss her toe. But uh, we figured it would attract some weirdos. So, <laughs> oh, man. Um, praise the Lord. Um, open your Bible, 2 Corinthians 5, 17, 21. We're talking about the gift, the amazing gift, the most amazing gift, the gift of righteousness. And uh, what it is and what it does. And so we'll start with the uh, new covenant and the new creation. Where 2 Corinthians 5, 17, the apostle Paul said, Therefore, if anyone, any person is in Christ, they are a new creature. That old things have passed away and everything has become new. And so a great confession of your faith is, I am a new creature in Christ, that old things have passed away and everything has become new. And so when you confess Jesus as your Lord, then that is the description of what happened is now God sees you in Christ. And Dad Hagen said that you look a lot better in Christ than you do outside of him. How many can see yourself in Christ? Amen. So I tell people, if you're not impressed with who you are in Christ, you just have not seen him lately. <laughs> In other words, he is Lord of all, amen, and you are now in him, and uh, he has made you a new kind of creature that never existed before. And so you are a, a new kind of human that never existed before, and uh, your first birth puts you in Adam, and your, your last birth, your second birth puts you in Christ, amen. He is the last Adam. So that's a great confession of faith, I am a new creature, a new kind of creature in Christ Jesus. And then uh, Dad Hagen went on to say that God would not make an unrighteous new creature because he already has an unrighteous old creature. So why would he make an unrighteous new creature? So go to 2 Corinthians 5 verse 21, and that's where he says, not only you're a new creature in Christ, he says, but Jesus was made to be sin for us him who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. So now he says you're not just a new creature, but you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Amen. In other words, this is one of the most phenomenal revelations in the New Testament. And it's really one of the most phenomenal things that you can understand come through the blood and through the new covenant is that I am now the righteousness of God in Christ. In other words, Dad Hagen explained it to us this way. He said, you can grow in faith and you can grow in love, but you cannot grow in righteousness. Well, that was revolutionary for me. He said, you'll never be more righteous than the day you confess Jesus Christ as your Lord and as your Savior. In other words, God sees you through the blood and he sees you in Christ and you have been made the righteousness of God in him. Wow. So that's the free gift. So go to Romans 5, 17. 
where the Apostle Paul here teaching on his revelation. He says Romans chapter 5, verse 17, and really the whole chapter is phenomenal, of course. But Romans 5, 17 says that uh, through the abundance of grace, in verse 17, Romans 5, 17, for if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they that receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. In other words, he said, those who receive. Well, that's pretty important, isn't it? Amen. <laughs> those who receive. Uh, are you a receiver? You receive that, the gift of righteousness? So he says, if you receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness, because sometimes the devil will talk you out of it and you won't even receive what God's done for you in Christ. So those who receive, everybody say, I believe, I believe. And, I receive and I receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. And I reign like a king in life through one man, Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So no matter how you feel and no matter how things look, uh, Dad Hagen taught this, that you and I are to hold fast to our confession of faith. The word confession just means to say the same thing or to agree with. Who are you agreeing with when you're talking? Well, you want to make sure you're agreeing with the Bible, make sure you're agreeing with God. And so he said, hold fast to that confession. And then he said, even if failure is on all four corners. So this confession that you are the righteousness of God in Christ, you would hold fast to that confession. No matter how you feel or how things look, amen, no matter what circumstances are going on, what is your confession? My confession is that I'm in Christ, I'm redeemed by the blood, and I am the righteousness of God in him. So he says, when you receive, I know in the process of Gavin and Dylan and my grandson uh, Dylan receiving uh, the, uh, the bone marrow transplant from his older brother, during that time, there was a, we went through that for three years, but there was a six-hour period of time, a six-hour period of time. That's when that Gavin's stem cells, his blood went into Dylan from a pole six hours. During that time, the doctor said this is the most critical time of the whole process because Dylan has to receive Gavin's stem cells. He said some people reject and, and so they cannot be uh, cured or healed. They reject. So he said their body will reject. So our biggest prayer during that time was that uh, Dylan, when Gavin's stem cells were getting to him, that Dylan would say what? He'd say, welcome, y'all come on in. Glad to see you. <laughs> Amen. And boy, did he ever receive them. Man, he not only received them, they did tests, you know, the next couple of weeks to see how much he had received. And they said many people who receive the transplant actually only uh, ever get up to really 50% of their blood that has actually been changed. But after, he said, after uh, two weeks, he said, Dylan is now 100% Gavin. You see, you, know, you don't want to receive 50% of the gift of righteousness and 50% of the abundance of grace. You want to receive 100% 
Hallelujah. And there's a radical change in your blood. Hallelujah. So he said, you've been engrafted into Christ, but the same word is used that you um, receive the engrafted word, which is able to save, deliver, heal, restore your soul. And he says, the word actually designed to be engrafted into you. Amen. So while you're receiving the word, believing and confessing and yielding to the Holy Spirit, so you'll go from, you know, just 50%, go all the way up to you say, uh, uh, an engrafting has taken place, and now I'm 100% what God says about me, 100% what his word says about me. Amen. 100% in agreement with God that I receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. Well, the gift of righteousness means that you are free, free, and we've got several different terminologies here, words, you are free from condemnation. There's no condemnation. Uh, there's no nagging voice accusing you anymore. You're free from condemnation because you're in Christ. And then he says, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ has made me free from the law of sin and death. Man, you go from Romans 5, jump there to Romans chapter 8, and he tells you how you receive that. Amen? So he says you're free from condemnation, and you're free from guilt, and you have uh, sin has now gone into molecular, molecular remission, absolute remission. Molecular remission means there's no evidence you ever did anything wrong. Amen. The moment the blood's applied, there's no evidence you ever did anything wrong. God sees you through that blood. So you're free from guilt. I mean, you're free from shame. You're free from a sense of rejection. You're free from a feeling of being inadequate. You're free from a feeling that you are a failure. You're free from a feeling that, they, that you just don't measure up and you're going to have to try harder. Uh, well, if all you had to do is try harder, we really didn't need Jesus to come down the cross, you know, if all you had to do is try harder. No, you just need to receive the word better. Oh, yeah, I said, if you just receive the word, the word will do the work, not you trying harder. So feelings of being inadequate, you don't measure up. Uh, 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 memories of the past and unfailure are struggling to be accepted by God and accusing voices that would come to your mind because now by the blood of Jesus, that blood silences the voice of self-condemnation and it reaches into your conscience so that you are no longer sin conscious, but you have become righteous conscious. That means you are qualified for God's best blessings because you are 100% the righteousness of God in Christ. I don't know, but it's one scripture in the Psalms, I think Psalms 89, and said the righteous can rejoice. And one translation says the righteous can rejoice or they can laugh all day. Man, once you know you're righteous, man, there's some blessings of being righteous. Are y'all still here? I said there's some benefits of being righteous. Come on, Psalms 112, he said wealth and riches will be in the house of the righteous. Praise the Lord. And, uh, Isaiah 32, where it says uh, that you'll have peace and quietness. In other words, you won't be disturbed and upset. You have peace in your heart, peace in your mind. Why? Because you've been made righteous, 100% righteous. Amen. Isaiah 54, no weapon formed against you can prosper. Why? Because your righteousness is of God. He produced that righteousness. 
Oh, man, Malachi 4, 2, come out into the sunlight of righteousness. And he said, and there's healing in those beams, and you'll come out of a small place and come out jumping in a large place. Amen. Where did that come from? The sun or the revelation of righteousness, the free gift of righteousness. Can you say amen? amen. Can you say hallelujah? <clears throat> and so you're in the new covenant, you're not only forgiven, but in the new covenant, you're redeemed from sin consciousness, from constantly feeling like a failure or feeling like you don't measure up. And so um, in the new covenant, praise the Lord, the blood of Jesus removes the sense of guilt or shame, come on, of what you did or what you didn't do because now by the blood of Jesus, you're 100% righteous. Amen. Can you say amen? amen? So a sense of sin or guilt robs you of your faith in God and robs you of your faith in yourself. All right, let's try that one more time. I said a sense of guilt or shame can rob you from your faith in God, but also robs you from your confidence in yourself because all you can think of is your failure. But the free gift of righteousness and the abundance of grace, now you do what? Reign in life through one man, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. So let's, let's uh, look at Romans chapter 1 so that we can um, take a good look at why, why this revelation of righteousness is so significant and important to your faith. To your faith, Romans chapter 1, where he says, verse 16, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is what? The power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes. Jew first, also to the Greek, for therein, or in the gospel, therein is what? Revealed the righteousness of God. From what? Faith to faith. As it's written, the righteous shall live by faith. How many of y'all know how to live by faith? So he says in the middle of the gospel to go from faith to faith, living by faith, he said you really must have this revelation of the righteousness of God. So other translations pointed out real simple and says uh, this righteousness, the righteousness of God, that the gospel reveals God's way of making men righteous. In other words, people have all kinds of ways they think, you know, that they're righteous or what they did or didn't do. But he said the gospel reveals God's way of making men righteous. And then one translation says, as righteous as himself. <laughs> wow, this is something right here, isn't it? In other words, how do you become righteous in God's sight to receive his blessings? He said the gospel reveals how that happens. So what is in the gospel? Well, the gospel or the center of the gospel is what happened on the cross, the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Christ. What happened there? And it is what happened in Christ on the cross through his death and resurrection, through the power of his blood, that through the gospel, God reveals that righteousness is a free gift. And Jesus paid for it. 
and it's already paid for. Then you go from the death and resurrection of Christ to Romans 4.25, and Romans 4.25 says that Jesus, where it says in 2 Corinthians 5.21, he's made to be sin. Romans 4.25 says he was delivered up because of our sins and was raised for our justification. All right, let's try it one more time. He was delivered up, what? For our sins, and he was raised for our justification. Amen. Our other translations pointed out that Jesus went to the cross because of our sins, and he was raised because we were justified. All right, let's go one more time. So Jesus went to the cross because of our sins, and he was raised because we were declared righteous. All right, ready now? In other words, he paid your penalty for your sin, took your condition, and he went to the cross in your behalf, and he, was, he, he gave himself there, made to be sin for us, and he was not raised from the dead until the penalty was paid in full. So he was not raised from the dead until you were declared righteous. Oh, y'all still heard it. I said, he, he, when he was raised from the dead, that means the penalty was paid in full, which means that you were legally declared righteous by God, the highest court in the land, because the penalty was paid in full, which means you're not trying to have a jailbreak, not trying to sneak out of jail, not running in an orange outfit, you know, and the dog's chasing you, and you're going through the swamp, and you have to wonder who's after you every week and every month or what's following you. Come on, what's chasing you down? When you realize that your righteousness was declared, amen, and produced legally by the Lord Jesus Christ, then you don't sneak out. You just come walking out in the light of day, and you have been declared the righteousness of God in Christ. That's why you are so happy, amen. You're like, woo, I'm a righteousness of God. <clears throat> but if the enemy can torment you, and he'll try to torment you, Amen. He'll try to bring up thoughts and memories. And Dad Hagen said, you just always say, devil, that's a lie. That don't exist anymore. I'm washed in the blood of Jesus. Then Dad Hagen said, just laugh right in his face. And then he said, if he persists, then you keep laughing, and then he'll run away and hide. I believe he's running from you right now. You just go, ha, ha, ha. Come on, Jesus paid it all. Hallelujah. Jesus set me free. Amen. <laughs> And so Dad Hagen told about years after, you know, he was healed of all those diseases. And yet he says for years he had a, a little bit of a fear, a little bit of a fear that that would come back on him. So he described that like a, a dog following him. In other words, he'd be in service, you know, and he'd praise the Lord, and he was healed, but he had a little fear somewhere in the back of his mind that that was going to come back on him. He said it's like a dog that followed him around. Amen. <laughs> he said, but one night he was fixing to go to bed, and um, <laughs> turned out the light, and he realized that dog wasn't following him no more. He said, I turned on the light, and I jumped out of bed and started running all around the room. Amen. When you know who you are in Christ, come on, that stuff ain't coming back on you. You say, that's not coming back on me. That's not coming back to me. That dog ain't going to follow me. 
So he said he went and got back in the bed, and he realized the dog wasn't following him no more again, turned the light back on, ran around the room one more time, went to bed and went to sleep. Hallelujah. He said, I never had trouble with that dog again. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Dad Hagen said, I encourage you to at least turn on the light. If you're going to run around the room, you might hurt yourself. But he said, turn on the light. <laughs> How many realize the devil will try to tag along, come on, harass you for 10 years or 20 years? Come on, you got to resist the devil, amen, by the blood of Jesus. Come on and laugh right in his face and say, devil, that don't even exist anymore. Christ has redeemed me, and that ain't never coming back. Not this year, not next year, not the next year. Never again, never again. Hallelujah, I'm redeemed. I don't live with the fear of a certain disease, come on, or a certain thing coming back on me. And in other words, the gift of righteousness makes you as bold as a lion. You're 100% righteous, hallelujah, and you stand up to the devil and he'll run from you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. No voice nagging your conscience. No voice constantly harassing you because the blood of Jesus. I said the power of that blood. Amen. In other words, the blood of the cross of Christ and God sees you blameless. Amen. He sees you free in Christ. Not a single blemish. Ah, ha, ha, ha. Well, I think you ought to get happy. I mean, come on. Some of your, your old people may remember a few things. You say, but God don't remember one thing. He said, I blotted out your transgressions, and I don't remember your sins. Amen. If God don't remember it, amen, then you don't have to remember it. Amen. You can get happy right now and say, ha, ha, ha. When I go to bed tonight, praise the Lord, I have no fear of a sickness or a disease. I have no fear of failure. I have no fear of lack. I have no fear God's on my side. I am his righteousness. Turn on the light and run around the room. I said, turn on the light, run around the room. Amen. If your husband or your wife say, what are you doing? You say, ah, ah, that dog's gone. Hallelujah. Not following me no more. I am. I am. Not trying to be. Come on. I am. Not because of what I've done. It's what Jesus has done. I am right now and never will be more than I am right now. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. Never be more. Never be less. 100% righteous. In other words, the blood of Jesus not only brings forgiveness, it brings remission cancellation of penalty, amen, and it brings a new kind of remission called molecular remission. Go ahead and laugh about that. Say, ha, ha, 100%. So Dad Hagen said, this is a very powerful statement. He said, in the new covenant, you have been redeemed from sin consciousness. All right, let's try that one more time. You ought to write that down. Put Kenneth Hagin's name under there and then put Mark Hankins under there because you heard it from me. So you say, <laughs> you say, in the new covenant, because of the blood of Jesus, amen, I am redeemed from sin consciousness. Praise the Lord. Now you have a righteousness consciousness, which means you're qualified for God's best blessings. 
Whoa. So the Lord gave Trina that prophecy years ago when we were in a particular fight of faith. And in that fight of faith, the Lord gave her this prophecy that God is on my side for the blood has been applied. Hallelujah. God is on my side for the blood has been applied. Every need shall be supplied. Nothing shall be denied. So I enter into rest. I know I'm blessed. I have passed the test. I will get God's best. Come on, lift your hands and thank you for that. God's on my side. The blood, the blood is applied. The blood is applied. Amen. Every need shall be supplied. Praise the Lord. Redeemed not only from sin, not only from what happened, not only from, you know, uh, guilt, but also re redeemed from sin consciousness or from a sense of guilt, a sense of shame. It is removed. Hallelujah. Boy, you should get happy about that. I said it is. You say it's not, it is 100% removed from my life, from my personality. Come on. Amen. From my consciousness. Praise the Lord. Amen. So the best illustration I have of this is years ago, uh, we were taking a little vacation, a family vacation, and uh, we happened to be driving through Dallas, Texas, going up to uh, uh, Oklahoma and, you know, to Tulsa. And so we happened to pass this uh, animal park on that highway between Dallas and Oklahoma City. So that park's been there for many years. I don't know, some of you may have seen that. And then actually, I just drove by there a few weeks ago, and the park is still there. So it's got, you know, some animal-type zoo where instead of you know, the animals being in the cage, the animals are loose. And then you drive in there, and when you come in, then they say you can buy, you can buy some buckets of feed and that way you can have a real intimate relationship with the animals and you can give them some feed. Well, we're on a little vacation. We had a Dodge van at that time. You know, so sometimes in your life you can never be cool. So you had a Dodge van when all your kids are growing up, you know. <laughs> so your whole sense of coolness. You could even put chrome rims on there and you're still just a nerd. So here you are in a Dodge van. And... Uh, I was driving, so I got me a bucket of feed, and Alicia was on the passenger side, and she got a bucket, and then uh, Trina and Aaron, our son, were in the back seat, and so we went for the drive. So we went through the drive, we're going to see what's in this animal park. So we, first of all, saw some deer, you know, a bunch of deer. We were like, you know, we got deer in our backyard, so I'm not sure what we're doing here. So we said, feed the deer, you know, some some grain, and then... Next thing we saw was a uh, llama. When we saw the llama, we were like, what is that ugly thing? It's like a big old ugly thing, kind of part camel, you know, and, and then he's got like this uh, hair coming down over his eyes. You can barely see the hair all of his face. Real furry, kind of like uh, <laughs> ugly, ugly. Got a funny looking neck. And so here comes... We driving up here. I said, well, there's a llama right there. Let's pet him. So uh, Alicia said, rolled up her window. She said, no, I'm not going to pet him, Daddy. I said, well, I'm not afraid of him. And he crossed around in front of us, came right to my window, right? And I had my bucket of feed right here. Well, 
Uh, so I just stuck the bucket up like that. Camel, this big llama, hairy, ugly thing, stuck his head right into the bucket, and he kept pushing until his whole head was in my lap. And his head's right here, his eyeball, and there's a steering wheel, and right here he is. So I'm, I'm laughing. Alicia's laughing. Uh, Trina's laughing. And this llama pulled his head out of that, and he sneezed. So he pulled his head out, and he just went like that. When he sneezed, uh, all kinds of particles came out of his nose, out of his mouth. He had like grass, you know, in there. And then he had like all kinds of green and brown looking stuff. Then he had like some slimy looking stuff come right out of his nose. And he sneezed, whoof, and it went all across the dash. Not only did it go across the dash, but you know how the dash has little crevices? It started sinking down into every crevice. Well, that's, that's uh, Alicia's laughing, right? And so I hit that llama upside the head. You know, it's like that. I said, you big stupid llama. Bam, I hit him right in the head. Get your big ugly head out of my van. Lord have mercy. So we had to go ways and stop and get out, you know, all kinds of Kleenex, you know, and paper towels. And we started wiping that slime off of the dash. And, oh, it was nasty, a nasty thing. And it took a lot of Kleenex. And we are cleaning it. Then it would get down in the crevices. It was down in there. Well, that was bad, but we got it clean. But it had a terrible smell. So we went to the store, got, you know, whatever it is, some kind of cleaner, you know, 401. Then uh, the next day we got 402, 403, <laughs> 405, new and improved, spray the dash down. And we spray the dash down <laughs> every day. But we'd stay at a hotel at night. And then we'd, in the morning, get up in the van and, and go, oh, that still smells like llama sneeze. So we'd try it again the next day. We never could get rid of the smell. So finally we started trying, you know, those little strawberry things that you hang up in your car, you know, put out. And so we got in there with oh, this ought to help. We got in there and it still smelled like llama sneeze and strawberry, strawberry llama sneeze. So then we tried to go get the new car smell, right? So we got that in there, hang that up in there, and it smelled like what? Llama sneeze and new car. We, we, we literally could not get rid of that smell. Finally, I put an ad in the paper to sell my van. <laughs> True story. This guy came to buy our van. You know, everything's good. Miles is good. You know, all the records, you know, all changes is good. He said, but, 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 but what is that smell? He said in here. I said, it smells like strawberries to me. I'm telling you. You don't like strawberries? So I sold the van. I was happy to see it go, God bless you. It's going to run well. going to smell a little bit funny, but it's going to run well. So I went and got a brand new van. You know what? There is something nice about getting a brand new car, isn't it? You say, what does it have? 
new car smell. <laughs> new car smell, right? Amen. And so a lot of times people come to church and they believe and receive forgiveness. And the evidence is removed. And when they go home, they still got to smell. Come on, they'll come back to church and wipe it down with 402. Then they'll try to get a special speaker, see if he can wipe it off for them. And they'll try to get somebody else to lay in and wipe it off for them, right? And then they'll get back in the next day and they're like, still smelled like llama sneeze. But in the new covenant, through the blood of Jesus, God said, I'm not interested in just wiping away your sin and just wiping away your past. He said, the blood of Jesus will reach right on the inside of you and remove the smell, come on, the sin consciousness that you ever did anything wrong, and now you got what? A new car smell. Come on, you go, I'm a new creature in Christ. I'm not just something that has been, you know, fixed up a little bit. Old things have passed away. Everything has become new. And so the blood of Jesus removes not only the evidence, but you are redeemed from sin consciousness. Come on, you don't even smell like you used to smell. Come on now. You don't even have that sense about you. It's kind of like the three Hebrew children when they went in the fiery furnace. God said they're coming out of there and they're not even going to smell like smoke. Come on, I don't know what you've been going through, but you're coming out of that and you ain't even going to smell like smoke. There'll be no evidence, come on, that you ever had that situation in your life because of the power of the blood of Jesus. Come on, you got a new sense of righteousness. You have a new consciousness of righteousness that you are one. 100% 100% righteous. But how do you get that? Those who receive. All right, let's see if we can get some receivers in here. Those who receive. Those who receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. Amen. Reign in life by one man, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Nothing makes self-righteous people matter than for you to be blessed and they know you don't deserve it. Let's just try this side over. I come on, self-righteous people, I did this and I didn't do that. But it seemed like Jesus disliked self-righteousness more than unrighteousness. He got along with sinners better than he got along with the Pharisees. In other words, self-righteousness is 100% rejected. But the gift of righteousness through the blood of Jesus, you are 100% accepted. Go ahead and laugh for a minute and say, ha, ha, ha. Now, if you want to see how this righteousness was produced, Paul said that's in the gospel. It is the power of God. The center of the gospel is what happened on the cross, the death of Christ, his blood and the blood covenant, his burial, and his resurrection. And if you see everything Jesus did, he did it for you, set to the credit of your account, just like you were there. Listen, 
Here's the way A.J. Gordon said it. And the events that brought you into union with Christ are immortal in energy and limitless in application. Try this one more time. The events, what's he talking about? The death and resurrection of Christ, the power of his blood. The events that brought you into union with Christ are what? Immortal in energy and limitless in application. Amen. You put A.J. Gordon under that one. And my name, because I'm the one that told you. <laughs> the events. What events is he talking about here? The events that brought us into union with Christ would be what? The cross. Come on. His death, his burial, his resurrection, his triumph, his seating. In other words, you are there in that whole process. The events that brought us into union with Christ. His death, his burial, his blood, his resurrection, the power of his resurrection are what? Immortal in energy beyond this world. Limitless in application. In other words, no matter what you're going through mentally, physically, spiritually, financially, in any area of your life, Jesus paid it all. I said, 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 Jesus paid it all. Jesus paid it all. Jesus paid it all. Hallelujah. That he was delivered because of our sins and our offenses. And he was raised because of our justification. Praise the Lord. So think about your confession that makes this a reality in your life. That if you believe in your heart, God raised Jesus from the dead. You confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. Woo, I said you confess with your mouth, amen. In other words, you just agreed in your heart. You said, Lord, I believe you paid it for me. I believe. And I confess with my mouth, Jesus is Lord. He says, thou shalt be saved. Deliverance, safety, healing, preservation, honor. What's the next verse say? For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Come on, it is your confession of faith that precedes the experience of your salvation, your deliverance, your healing. Amen. In other words, confession is made unto Praise the Lord. So that's how it works, your confession. What does that mean? I'm just going to agree with God with my words. 
Woo, no matter how I feel, Jesus is Lord. I'm redeemed by his blood. I'm washed in the blood. Hallelujah. I'm 100% righteous. I, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm free from not only sin, but sin consciousness. I'm free from guilt. I'm free from shame. I'm free from a fear of lack. I'm free from a fear of failure. I'm free from that. Amen. Because I have confidence in God, but also have confidence in the new creature he has made me to be. Hallelujah. And I have his life and his nature on the inside of me. I have eternal life. And the events that brought us into union are what? Tremendously powerful. Listen, so if you can be engrafted into Christ and the Word's engrafted into you. Amen. Here's kind of the way the Lord said to me years ago. He said, the gospel, which is a message of what happened in the death and resurrection of Christ. He said the same power that's in the event is in the message. So when you know the message, when you declare the message, the same power's in the events and the message. It must be engrafted inside of you. Engrafted as you receive that word, meditate on that word, confess that word. It gets engrafted into you so the devil could no longer whip you than he could whip the word of God because it's engrafted into you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The same power that's in the resurrection of Christ is in the word of that power. The word carries the same power as the events that brought you into union. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I'm a new creature in Christ. Old things have passed away. Everything has become new. Woo! New, new, new life. Amen. A new kind of human that never existed before. In other words, I have gone from the Old Testament system of righteousness to the New Covenant system of righteousness. If you just keep them mixed, then you're always going to feel guilty and you'll love unworthy songs. The more you can get, the better. Of course, we're unworthy naturally, but... Jesus made us worthy, amen, so you can realize where I came from, but now I'm a new creature in Christ. I'm the righteousness of God in him. Amen? Can you say amen? Well, what does that mean? Well, that means wealth and riches are going to be in my house. That means God's going to fight my battles for me, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. That means I have peace and confidence. That means I can get up in the middle of the night, turn on the light, and run around the room and say, that dog is gone, baby. That dog, that dog used to harass me with memories and feelings. That dog is gone. Praise the Lord. Run around the room. Say, glory to God. That means that situation is never coming back. Come on, that sickness is never coming back. Hallelujah. 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 So what is your confession? No matter how I feel, no matter how things look, my confession. Hold on tight. Jesus is my Lord. Christ has redeemed me. Jesus has set me free. Sin cannot dominate me. 
Sin consciousness cannot dominate me. Sickness cannot dominate me. Poverty cannot dominate me. Old habits cannot dominate me. Jesus has set me free, and I am free, and I am 100% righteous right now. The blood cleansed me from all sin and from all unrighteousness. Hallelujah. I am the righteousness of God. Woo! Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Woo! What happened now? Now your confidence, your faith. That's why you go from faith to faith through the revelation of righteousness. Your faith is strong in God. And your faith is strong in yourself. Because God's living in you. You're the new creature. I'm well able to possess the land. Hallelujah. Don't matter who's against me, God is for me. Ha, ha, ha. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. We do not fall to pieces. Who's that song? Nancy Klein, or what's her name? Patsy Klein. I heard that years ago. Y'all have heard me tell the story. Patsy Klein. Her sister might be Nancy. So, Patsy Klein. <laughs> I was walking through the living room, and they had the old songs on there, and Patsy Klein was singing. And I thought, what a beautiful voice, amazing voice, what a talent. But what she was saying wasn't so good. What she was singing is, I fall to pieces. Every time you walk by, I cry, I fall to pieces. So that's exactly what the devil wants. So I started singing a song because I thought it was a pretty song. I said, I fall to pieces. And the Holy Ghost inside of me said, you do not fall to pieces. I said, really? I said, okay. I do not fall to pieces. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Come on. You've been made the righteousness of God in Christ, free from sin and free from guilt and free from sin consciousness. Now your faith expects God's best blessings. Amen. God is on my side. I have confidence.